we're here to decree from Washington, D.C. We want that's what we're here for. They want you to join us. Beverly and I are here today to decree that now the spirit of Elijah is going to be released into the state of Alabama and over the nation of the United States, which is God turning the hearts of the fathers toward the children and the children toward the fathers. And the fatherlessness in our nation is now going to be visited with the spirit of Elijah. And so, Bev, do you mind just reading that scripture? Well, just before I do, I want to say um, you address this. Uh, we we really have an amazing opportunity as the Ecclesia. Uh, there are going to be children born and their circumstances probably haven't changed. I mean, in Calhoun County, I think we still have. 4,000 uh, children that are uh, in hopes of being adopted, that are needing to be placed in foster care. And so this is a wonderful opportunity for us to truly be the ecclesia and begin to uh, bring children into our home and to raise them with the admission, admonition of the Lord and in obedience to, to take care of the widows and the fatherless. We're believing that God's going to speak to many believers during this time to begin to get involved in yes. foster care and adoption and really be, be the solution as we're believing for the spirit of Elijah to be released today. We didn't find it accident that we're in Washington, D.C. right now. There's been right many now. prophetic words that watch Washington, D.C. by July 4th. And so today's June 30th. We're right on the uh, edge of that. And so we're praying through uh, Washington, D.C. We were at the Pentagon yesterday and thought it was very interesting to be there at the headquarters of the military in a season of war. Well, it was actually a very encouraging um journey for us we we learned quite a bit and we feel very confident i think in what's happening here so let me read yeah, this, read this about the spirit quick. of elijah behold i will send you elijah the prophet before the great and awesome day of the lord comes and he will turn the hearts of the fathers to their children and the hearts of the children to their fathers lest i come and strike the land with a decree of utter destruction. So I think this is a pivotal time that we're in. Uh, I love the word that you're getting ready to hear. We have been so blessed by the prophetic in the past yes. months. I, I just uh, am so appreciative and so thankful for those whom God is raising up in this time of the season to encourage us. We all need little uh markers along the way and we don't know er everything it we're, we're shown things in part but i do appreciate the prophets that have spoken into our lives and you're about to hear a true prophetic word we're going to take in just a minute to a quick clip of daniel hughes which we thought was interesting the week before roe versus wade was overturned he was releasing the spirit of yeah. elijah felt like the lord told him to release, release that. i'll <clears> show you a clip of that but first i want to show you a very cool clip of what can happen when uh, fathers really begin to rise up. This happened in Louisiana. Let me see if I can get to the video portion. Lord, I hope I don't have to call Brabelle again. Uh, he loves hearing from you. Uh, but I'm gonna see if I can't, uh, let me get to captions here or uh, the other parts, graphics maybe. Okay. All right, I'm gonna show you a quick clip uh, from what dads can do, the power of dads from a news clip in Louisiana of something powerful that transpired. We'll be right back. Then we'll go watch Daniel a minute and we'll pray. So yes. check this out. When the SOS went up at a troubled school, who answered the call? A bunch of DADs. Here's CBS's Steve Hartman on the road. Not many good news stories begin in such a bad news way. 
It happened last month here at Southwood High School in Shreveport, Louisiana. Plagued with violence. Over the course of three days, another fight. 23 students arrested for fighting. Massive police response. But strangely, there hasn't been another incident since. Perhaps in part because of this most unusual crisis intervention team. Nobody here has a degree in school counseling. No. No majors in criminal justice. No. No. Your qualifications are? With dads. We decided the best people who can take care of our kids are who? Are us. So Michael Lafitte started Dads on Duty. We're out doing what we do for our babies. A group of about 40 Southwood dads who now hang out at the school in shifts. Let's go. Today, any negative energy that enters the building has to run a gauntlet of good parenting. What's going on, buddy? You moving fast. I like that horse. I immediately felt a form of safety. We stopped fighting. People started going to class. How could that be? You ever heard of a look? A look? Dads it's have just... the power to do that? Yes. <laughs> not many people know it, but yes. <laughs> let's go, let's go. But it's not just the firm stares and stern warnings. Let's make it to class, my son. It's also the dad jokes. <laughs> they just make funny jokes like, oh, hey, your student's untied, but it's really not untied. <laughs> they hate it. They're so embarrassed by it. <laughs> and it's that perfect mix of tough love and gentle ribbing that dads do so well that has helped transform this school. The school has really just been like happy and you can feel it. Which is why the dads plan to keep coming to Southwood indefinitely. Because not everybody has the father figure, the father figure at home. Or a male period in their life. Like so that. just to be here makes a big difference. Do you think you stumbled onto something here? Absolutely. I think absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. Have a good morning. They'd like to start chapters of Dads on Duty throughout Louisiana. What's up, baby boy? And hope to eventually take on the country. All right. Without a fight. <laughs> Steve Hartman, on the road, in Shreveport, Louisiana. experience with the Lord, a, gen a genuine experience. Like, you know, I don't see things all the time. I don't hear things all the time. I probably don't have as hear the Lord as much as a lot of people, but I, but I, but I, but I, but I heard him and I experienced him. This has been close to a year ago. I'm sitting at my kitchen table. Has anybody in here, some of you are not like from a charismatic circle. Some of you are from recovery. Some of you have never been to church. But has some of you have heard this thing like Lou Engle and these guys to do when they're praying and they'll say, Spirit of Elijah, come forth. Anybody ever heard anybody do that? Like call on the Spirit of Elijah, talk about the Spirit. Okay, I'm the only one, never mind. Uh, so some people say that, you know what I mean? Like, So I'm sitting at my table and I keep hearing in my spirit throughout the day talking about the Spirit of Elijah. 
I've been a little redundant because Kent's already did a message on this, and I was with him. But it was. Um, but I'm sitting at my at my table, and I say, "Spirit of Elijah, come forth." And I keep hearing it. I keep hearing it. I keep hearing it. And I think, "What? I'm just here by myself, so I'm going to try it out and see if anything happens." Nothing ever happens when I do that. You get what I'm saying? Like nothing ever happens when I like test God. You know what I mean? Like God, I'm going to do it, and when I do it, you know what I mean? Then then you show me what you do when I do. You know, you don't, nothing happens. So I'm sitting at the table. And I said, well, I'm going to just say it. I'm there by myself, and I, like, with authority, Spirit of Elijah, come forth. The phone rang. I'm not talking about, like, instantly, like, two seconds. I looked down at this kit bag, and I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> Lord's speaking to me. You know what I mean? I'm like, he's going to say, I'm like, I'm going to know this is God if he says anything about the Spirit of Elijah. I answered the phone, I'm like, hello. He's like, what are you doing? I was like, nothing. What's up? He's like... He thought, what do you know about the spirit of Elijah? I said, I don't know anything about it, but I think you do, because that's why you called to tell me about it, because I'm just asking the Lord about it. I don't know nothing about it. I don't know anything about it, but you tell me what you're thinking, because that's the answer. You know what I mean? <laughs> I know nothing about the spirit of Elijah. Absolutely nothing. You get what I'm saying? Like, I don't know nothing about it. And he gives me the scripture in Malachi, which I think again in Luke. He says, I know what it is. He says, he says it's a spirit. Um, let me just read the scripture here. It'll be, probably be better that way. Uh, it says, See, I will uh, send the prophet Elijah to you. Let me see. Yeah, see, I will send the prophet Elijah uh, to you before that great and dreadful day of the Lord comes. He will turn the hearts of the parents to the children and the hearts of the children to the parents, or else I will come and strike the land with total destruction. We always like to leave off the last, if we get to that part where it ain't as good. You know? But anyway, that's what it says. It says, the spirit of Elijah will come and turn the hearts of the father to the children and the hearts of the children to the father. And that's what he told me. And that was the revelation uh, that I got off of that. And I think the Lord was really trying to get me to a place to really press in and figure out. And when I say figure out, get the revelation on the spirit of Elijah and what that means. Because that was good. I experienced God. The glory was there. You understand what I'm saying? Like, I, I said, Spirit of Elijah, come forth. Spirit of a, a Father in the faith uh, called me. Give me some revelation on it. Then I had some understanding with it. So I'm not saying the Lord didn't speak. And we even come and we uh, did a, a, a you know, recording on it. But, you know, I never really got it. When I say I never got it, I mean, I know there's lay, lay, layers. You know what I'm saying? But when I got invited to speak, I didn't want to, he wanted me to speak on fathers. He asked me to speak on fathers. I wanted to speak on covenant relationships. I wanted to speak on covenant relationships probably out of frustration of seeing so many people not be able to just be in relationship. You know, and like, you know, every time you try to build something or every time you try to do something or every time you try to move with somebody or and there's always all this rejection and all these issues and like you just can't get any momentum and everybody's infighting and like I'm like people, you know, I'm thinking to myself, people don't understand covenant relationship. You know what I mean? You go to a bar, you get kicked out, you're there the next week trying to figure out how to get back in, you'll pay extra. If you get asked to step outside with your kids, you never come back here. You get what I'm saying? Like, Christians don't have a hard time with commitments. You get what I'm saying? In relationships. I wanted to talk about that. That's why I'm getting a little bit of it off my mind. But anyways, it wasn't so much about covenant relationships. The Lord wanted to speak to me about the spirit of Elijah and about turning the, sons, um, turn, turning the father's hearts towards the sons. And that lined up with Father's Day. And, you know, I look back. 
on what me and Kent uh, uh, shared about that. And then I got to studying it. So I was like, why is this a big deal to you, Lord? Why are you speaking to me about it? Okay, what does it mean? I get what it, some of what it does, but what does it mean? Why are you saying it? You get what I'm saying? Is it for everybody? Is it rest on some people? Is it a one spirit? Wait, how does it work? You understand what I'm saying? And then I seen the crisis. I seen why the Lord is so, um, I seen why the, I seen why the spirit of Elijah is so necessary. I seen why the Lord was speaking about it. It's because, you know, a lot of times, you know, we're talking about like we got this whole epidemic with COVID, right? We got everything going on. It's a big deal to us. There ain't really much going on right now in our nation that's a bigger deal uh, than fatherless homes. That's the root cause of the problems that we think that we're dealing with. I mean, honestly, I mean, like, you know, and, and I'm not just saying that because the Lord told me. I'm saying that because I'm trying to figure it out and I was looking. And, um, you know, we've never been in a time, and here, we'll get to the encouraging part in a minute, but let's talk about the truths and, and, and why we need to talk about it, and why the Lord is concerned about it, and why he's speaking about it, and why it's necessary to seek it, and why it's necessary to receive it, and necessary to walk in it. It's because there's a lot of pride in people, and there's a lot of things in people, and we've got used to doing things you know, uh, however we do them. But there's never been in a t time, there's never been a time besides during the Civil War that there was more fatherless homes than there are right now. All right, and here's the thing is we say, well, we can do it. I know a lot of people that's did it without fathers. And like I said earlier, the Lord will be your father. And I mean, there's some mothers that's got father and mantle. So, but I'm just saying, this is just as numbers, and this ain't coming from me. This is coming from the center of disease control. This is coming like... I would say Google, but I don't necessarily trust Google. Uh, I think Google says that Kent's a false prophet on one part. You know, <laughs> so you can't believe everything Google says. You know what I mean? Like it says a lot of stuff about people. So I'll get it all from Google. But you know, there's like these statistics. You know, have you ever Googled yourself? I Googled Kent one time. I was reading. There's a bunch of good stuff. And there's this one guy from like 10 years ago. <laughs> Shut up. Yeah. You know? um, but anyway, seventy percent of youth in the state uh, in the state's institutions are fatherless. Okay, o over seventy percent of all youth that's in any type of institution is from fatherless homes. Sixty-three percent of youth suicides are from fatherless homes. Ninety percent of all homeless runaways grew up without a father. Eighty-five percent of Children that have behavior disorders, 85% of them come from a fatherless home. 85% of all rapists motivated by displaced anger are from fatherless homes. 71% of all high school dropouts are from fatherless homes. You would think a daddy would teach a son how to be masculine and how to be tough and how to be this and how to be that. But actually a daddy in the home, a father, the father's heart doesn't create toxic masculinity. A fatherless home creates toxic masculinity. Because when you were a kid, you had to be the man of the house. And you don't listen to no, you understand? You don't listen to nobody. You ever seen nine, eight, nine-year-old kid got a bad attitude and listen to nobody? That's because he ain't got no daddy. And that's the truth. That's the crisis. 
So if we wanted to empty out the judicial system, as you put fathers back in the home, you realize that in, in the judicial system that 90% of people that's in prison in the United States are men? Do you realize over 80% of them grew up in a fatherless home? So the reason the Lord's speaking about Elijah and the, the spirit of turning the father's hearts back towards the children is because we have a real-life crisis that this is the root issue to. Wow. Wow. What powerful information Daniel shared with us, and that's what stirred us, and we know we, we wound up in Washington, D.C. by the will of God, and uh, hopefully you can hear us well now, and our technology's working well, but we know in the spirit things are being accomplished, and we're here today to pray with you to release the spirit of Elijah into our nation, mm -hmm. believing that God is going to awaken fathers, awaken men. We believe there's going to be absolutely a reformation in legislation, uh, in the judicial system for those in prison, that something supernatural is actually going to begin to transpire to where fathers enter the homes again and something powerful awakens in our nation. So Ben wants to share a word, then we'll I pray. I do. Um, Nicole Gang sent this to us, and she's, she's just an amazing young woman and has such a beautiful family, but she has a heart to become a midwife. And so she really desires to see children birth and to be blessed and to come into an environment where they know that they are wanted. And this was just such a beautiful thing that she wrote to us. And I'd like to just share it with you. Shaping communities in which women want to birth a child into is a far more righteous goal than the constant bickering and fighting, which leads to hopelessness and death. Therefore, fighting for life is a contradiction. We are meant to forge and fortify to fulfill life. What woman would not want to bring a baby into a world where men protected innocence, worked towards prosperity, healed their earth and hearts, dashed guns into tools of plenty, celebrated the culture of our neighbor, and sang songs of freedom? May we rise then in the power of the resurrected king who longs for sons and daughters to resurrect hope, pursue peace, and dig wells of joy. May we be mindful of the responsibility we have for each tiny life entrusted to us. May we become our brother's keeper and our sister's pillar. Mm -hmm. Amen and amen. I don't think that any more sincere heart just for the continuation of life and what God has for all of us while we're in this earth realm could have been more beautifully presented. So thank you. And thank you for letting us share our heart. It's the time. Everything is being shaken so the sons of God can be manifested. Amen. So we join our faith now yes. with you and we just pray while here in Washington, D.C. Father, we come into the spirit now. We come with those watching today. You said where two or three are gathered in your name, there you are. And you said whatever two or three would agree together and ask, it would be done by our Father, which is in heaven. And so you said you've given us the keys to the kingdom. What we bind on earth will be bound in heaven. What we loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. So Father, Beverly and I come yes. to that to today as the ecclesia, along with brothers and sisters who are standing with us. We go into the heavenly realm. We bind fatherlessness in the name of Jesus. We come against that, Father, all the circumstances that surround that. We thank you now that the spirit of life is being released. 
the spirit of the life of Christ Jesus is setting us free from the law of sin and death. And we now ask you to release the spirit of Elijah across this nation where hearts of fathers would be turned toward children and children back to the fathers and you would remove the curse. We stand in agreement today with those that are agreeing with us that this is the day, June 30th, just before Independence Day here in the United States of America. We join with those that are praying and agreeing. Yes, let the spirit of Elijah be released now from heaven to the earth. And may the hearts of fathers be ignited with a passion for children and children turn toward obedience to the fathers. And you begin to remove the curse. Let honor come back into our nation, especially in our families. Lord, we thank you that now something amazing is transpiring. So Beverly and I decree from the heavenly realm today in the Rakia here in Washington, D.C., let it be sent forth. Let the messengers of the angels of God carry this word to all 50 states of the United States now. We're saying, Spirit of Elijah, come forth in this season in a supernatural way. In Jesus' name, for the glory of God. Amen. 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 Amen.